It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the crossover of the week of October 2nd, 2017. Yes, it is that, it's that time of year again. Pumpkin spice lattes are in high demand. Actually, pumpkin spice, everything is in high demand. But yes, it is almost Halloween, and so we're going to be doing a little bit of a tribute to things that are coming up around the corner here for Halloween. We do know that Stranger Things is going to be a big deal, but we got some Halloween stuff here. Ready. Stillplayingwithtoys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad The biggest podcast since 1909 So free News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart I think these people are completely nuts Woo! It's the most Wonderful time of the year. Whoa, 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 whoa there, Tony. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Uh, you sound like the Hallmark Channel with their Countdown to Christmas, which started today. And I was like, what? Can we get? I love Halloween. Can we have? I know you need to work on your profit margins, Hallmark, but just chill out a second. Let us enjoy some Halloween. That are crawly and fill you with fear <laughs> it's the most wonderful time yes the most one i'm taking it back you're taking, taking back. that song back for halloween back. Uh, i can see you in your david as pumpkin suit uh, singing oh, it the, Croon- crooning. you and lady gaga will do a, a duet and uh... <laughs> yes yeah why not? why not bill murray had his christmas one yeah i th- i think uh, i think uh, tom hanks needs to do a David S. Pumpkins, David S. Pumpkins uh, Halloween, Halloween episode. Or, oh, yeah, on album. Netflix yeah. right now. Uh, speaking of Mr. Murray, he's got uh, his album is coming out. Uh, well, actually, as you listen to this, it came out on Friday. So mm. uh, Bill Murray getting classical uh, up on iTunes uh, and uh, Amazon. But uh, yeah. Uh, but let's, I'm excited. Yeah, let's let's come back to that. For we, we okay. do we do need to talk about um, what what do we not need to talk about this week, Chris? Because Puerto Rico is still in in shambles. Uh, our poor franchisees down there that uh, have been without food, have been without water. Uh, everything is flooded. It's just it's complete devastation. Yeah, um, we we last time uh, implored people to resist. Uh, compassion burnout because Puerto Rico was about to get hit uh, and um, uh, you know this was in the wake of Florida and Texas getting hammered so we were like please don't stop paying attention now because Puerto Rico is probably going to need help yeah. uh, and we had gotten at that point some thumbs up from people in Puerto Rico saying no we're, we're okay we're we're hunkered down we're like good we're ready. be safe yeah. uh, we're ready to help with the inevitable few things that will inevitably go oh oh entirely broken oh okay um well uh so yeah that's where we are now is not only should people resist 
you know, compassion burnout. Maybe drop some compassion methamphetamines. Yeah, and some some crystal, some crystal, <laughs> some crystal compassion rock. Crystal compassion. Yeah. Smoke, smoke a little compassion crack, and uh, if you can, for seventy-two hours straight. Be as compassionate as you can uh, I mean, for Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto um, Rico and, and you know Houston is still rebuilding and Florida is still rebuilding and the yeah. Virgin Islands were completely uh, you know just devastated well, and Mexico and so I mean what what's happened is you're talking about compassion burnout overload um, but it's it, these people need help and so what the New York Times has done and, and I'll post up to the show notes and we'll post up on the the Crossrip Twitter account but. The, the New York Times understands that people are like, oh my God, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start or what to do to help. And so they've, they've started, they've done this, this um, like a breakdown of how you can help all of the different affected regions just by doing a little bit. So if you follow this article, yes. you can help, you can help Houston, you can help Mexico, you can help Puerto Rico, you can help the Virgin Islands, you can help Florida. Yeah. Um, two, two. Two things. One, I want to make it very clear that I'm not trying to downplay Florida or Texas at all. Uh, rather, what I'm trying to highlight is that they got hit hard, bad, no doubt about it. But being uh, continentally, you know, attached to the rest of the United States, government mechanisms came into right, play, and right. and other uh, other um, you know states mechanisms got to help. Um, and, you know, and the other countries got to, you know, come down and help and stuff like that. Puerto Rico got hit in its own way, almost worse. Like it yeah. got, it got broken real bad. And, and then just to top it all off, it is not connected. Like right. it is. Yeah. There's the, the, you can't drive can't, trucks there. So we hear. Can't drive a truck. Yeah. You yeah. can't, uh, you can't fly in right now. Um, uh, I I think there might be some merit in the point of well where are we going to dock these boats because uh, I'd like to think that there's other ways to deal with it but yeah after a storm like that it's quite possible that their their shipping docks and all that just cannot accommodate right. that many relief ships trying to come in so yeah I'm not that's point one I just I didn't want to downplay Florida and Texas but Florida and Texas are in a position where. Uh, you know, the mechanisms are at play. They got hit and they're in recovery mode now. Puerto Rico isn't even anywhere near recovery. Like they're still at the struggle to survive stage. Yeah, the winds and the rain yeah. have gone, but the exact same struggle that when they went through with the, the rain and the winds and all that is still on. Like yeah. they don't have electricity for most. I saw a satellite photo before and after of the, uh, you know, the, the night sky, the night with the, the lights up. Wow, they're running at about fifteen percent, and I yeah, think a I mean, lot of like that is just dark. yeah, it's it's generator based. Yeah. I mean, as far as I can tell, it's just in the few places that have to keep going, like hospitals and all that. Oh, anyways, two, I love that things have been so bad for so long now over the last few weeks. Uh, helping has has somebody sat down to try to make it more efficient. <laughs> like, yes. In yeah. the past, it was like bad things happened. And the best, that, the most that would happen is as well, there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, you can take your pick. Maybe if people were concerned, they'd go, this one's bunk or this is not the best. But you go do what you think right. you got to do. In this case, it's gotten so bad that they're like, all right, there's a lot to go around. So here's how we're going to dial it in yeah. so that you can maximize the, like, here's how we're going to get pennies to your dollar compassion wise. Like, 
Emma, well, that is insane. Yeah, it's necessary though because after it these things, to. where it's like uh, donate blood, donate to the Red Cross, the you know the kind of the usual steps. But when you're at this point where you're surrounded, I mean, yeah. geographically, quite literally surrounded. What do you do? Um, and so I, I think that's what the New York Times had, really? had realized. Like, yes. oh my so goodness, we should, what do we, we should, do? We'll post that link and um, we'll please. Yes, please, please, please do what help. you can out there. For, of all the things that we're going to implore you to do, like buy T-shirts and loot crates and things like that on this episode, uh, this this is by far the the biggest priority out there. I mean, this is. Life, life and death uh, matters, and again, it's yeah. uh, you feel so helpless. I've said it now, whatever it is, four weeks in a row because it just seems to be happening week after week after week. But you know, how can or, I help from afar? How can I help remotely? What can I do? Uh, this, this is what you can do. You're too nice of a guy, so I'll do it. I'll guilt people. Guilt people, do it. M- maybe if you can't find twenty five bucks to send to Puerto Rico or the help in general, maybe you don't deserve October's loot crate. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that maybe. gets you right, right in the gut, right in the feels. Well, actually, I don't even want to make people feel bad about it because I know right. times are tight for people. But, I know it's tough. So, uh, so do what you can, do what and you, can. Uh, you know, please, please help those guys out there. And again, just knowing that we do have listeners out there, knowing that the the Puerto Rico Ghostbusters, the Mexican Ghostbusters. I mean, thank goodness we've heard from everybody that we usually hear from uh, down there. But yeah, um, so uh, think we're constantly thinking about you guys, wishing that we were geographically closer, that we had the means, that we had the tools at our disposal, and we could help you out in some way or another. But uh, from afar, do more than just changing your profile pictures on Facebook or Twitter. Like that doesn't help them. They need something a little more tangible. So. Dude, awareness awareness is not an issue in this case. No, awareness is not an issue. This is not <laughs> Aw- yeah. Awareness is at max. I mean so. if, if it does make you feel if it if it makes you feel like you're standing in solidarity by all means uh, you know please please do but do something in addition to that that will you know help them. So uh, anyway, uh you, you get cookies and orange juice if you give blood. You get do cookies that. and orange juice. You get a cookie. Right. That's the way to do it. All right. Um, all right, so let's talk about our friend Mr. Murray, as we promised uh, a couple minutes ago, because it was his birthday last week. It was so Bill Murray. Let's see, September twenty first is Bill Murray, Stephen King. I just found it. It's Tatiana Maslany's birthday. That's a uh-huh. pretty prolific date. Uh, it's also my birthday, which you know slide me in there. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. aha. Uh, you know, what, what can I say? All of us geniuses, genii, if you will, uh, are born on the 21st. But no, so it was Bill Murray's birthday. Well, on behalf of those of us who were not aware of it at the time, happy birthday. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. And happy birthday to Mr. Murray and Mr. King and Miss Maslani. Um, but so uh, what I played at the beginning of last week, because I, I realized we didn't mention it in the David Crane episode, and I was like, oh my God, it's Bill Murray's birthday. And then sure enough... Uh, Amazon posted that commercial to both celebrate Bill's birthday and then also to uh, to promote his album that's coming out that Amazon, of course, wants to sell many, many, many copies of. Uh, so that yeah. commercial that you heard at the beginning of last week's episode was a uh, an Amazon commercial slash birthday wish from Bill Murray to himself. I mean, it's it's true Bill Murray fashion. You know, how do you wish <laughs> Bill Murray? Happy birthday. Will you make him do it to himself? Um, <laughs> but uh, now, and so some people, they were confused by it. I apologize. What I did is in order to avoid what happened with that South Park episode about three weeks ago, I cut off the Hey Alexa 
at the beginning because I didn't want the podcast to trigger everybody's Alexas out there. I was thinking about you guys, but then in hindsight, <laughs> I realized I cut some of the um, the context out of it. So I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. That's my fault. But check check it out. It's a pretty funny uh, ad. It's on Twitter and Facebook. It's only like 30 seconds long. Uh, but happy birthday, Mr. Murray. Uh, we, we did not forget you. Last last year, we celebrated you with a wonderful uh, Chris Stewart mixtape that uh, I actually need to go back and revisit because you had a lot of cool stuff in there. But uh, yeah. And then uh, let's see, what else What else did we not get to talk Oh, you got your hat. We didn't get to talk about that last week either because of the interview. It, Mike Hat. It have an end. I apologize. It's my fault that you didn't get it fault. sooner. Uh, it was why, just why would you apologize? Well, I would not have been able to get it at all. We could have been talking you, about so. this three or four weeks ago if I would have not been so forgetful uh, slash lazy. Here's the thing. It's, no, no, no. See, here's here's how it works. If I need something that desperately, I will uh, I will make that clear. Okay. All right. Good. Um, if I'm doing it and it feels unreasonable, but I still want it that way, I will... Uh, I will offer to uh, pay up speed wise and things like that. Like, all right. If you cannot get there tomorrow, please go when you can, but send it fastest. I'll pay for that. Yeah, throw throw or some money at it. Okay. If okay. I can wait, I just I just wait. Yeah. And in you this were, case, I, you I waited. waited it out. You were gracious. Now I I know you were excited because you posted a photo of it. You've got your 2016 <laughs> ball cap That's now. Right. And, uh, and, and I wondered because I wondered if you were going to wear it, if it was going to go, you know, in secret studio South, uh, like on a mannequin head or something, you know, because it's, uh, that, that's like one of your Holy grails that took, that took some doing. So, yeah, I thought about that at the end of the day, I think let's put it this way. I was walking through Michael's, uh, for completely unrelated, uh, birthday purposes, uh, and found that in the styrofoam section, you can buy a styrofoam like wig stand head. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, yeah, like a the vague human goes in mannequin your, on head, your, your makeup uh, vanity or something that you can put the wig yeah. on. When you're, if you're Gloria Swanson and you're getting ready for your close up, you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I'm gonna buy one of those. Uh, I'll put the hat on it. I, I may deck it out with uh, perhaps those uh, Stay Puft sunglasses. Oh, last year's yep, premiere. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then just let it sit there. Um, I mean, I could wear it, but there, I could think of no instance where I would wear it that it wouldn't, you know, start to get kind of uh, hot and sweaty. Yeah, and you get the grungy. Yeah. And I, I, the actually, what it came down to is maybe one or two special instances. Instances may come up. I will wear it, but then that's it. It is now officially maxed out. Any further wear will begin to, you know, whatever, stinkify yeah, it. Special, <laughs> special occasions. It's <laughs> special occasions. Ghostbusters formal wear, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, I'm glad you got it, man. I'm glad that the, the hat. hat finally came through. Uh, I just got to figure out what to do with this shirt. Oh, well, you know. Shirt's very nice. Shirt does not fit me. Um, and it's printed. Uh, I mean, it. I assumed that, although the the eBay listing wasn't one hundred percent clear, it kind of made it like it seemed like it vaguely hand like drawn. It yeah, yeah, it was a special drawn one. At which point, it like because I'm sitting there, going, there's no way I'm buying it for like whatever it was, a hundred twenty bucks uh, with hand drawn <laughs> cast art. But whatever, it um, I have it. It's very nice. Uh, yeah, and you'll and find they, something uh, to do with it. 
Well, maybe what you yeah. can do is because now, now you need another uh, Holy Grail that you need to be seeking out. So maybe this can be your bargaining chip for whatever that next thing is that... Like, all right, now that you've got the 2016 hat, it's time for you to focus on blank, and you've got this shirt that you might be able to uh, to trade for it. Just saying. Yeah, possibly. Think, there you go. Thinking, thinking ahead for you. Or, you know, we'll just start holding trials and competitions, and we'll see who can win the honor of your shirt and uh, go, right. go from there. Yeah. Well, or if I can wait 30 years, uh, I may be able to get at least a few thousand pounds out of it if some of this this week's news is to be believed. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to that, too. We'll come back to that. Jeez. So, yeah, uh, put it it in a hermetically sealed uh, container and... And then pray, a, I guess. I don't know. A, a Ziploc freezer bag that I've sucked all the air out of? Why, sure. <laughs> yes. You've cryogenically frozen a t-shirt. Uh, you, know, you cannot believe the number of times I've seriously like looked at items I've owned and thought to myself, do I have some way to put this in a bag <laughs> and inject nitrogen in it? <laughs> like, just... Like Can I pull a full Walt Disney this, on this original Nintendo... This, Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe, but, uh, uh, well, I'm glad you got it. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our, we'll keep tabs on the Chronicle of the t-shirt. Uh, we're going to talk about t-shirts in a second here too, but, uh, this, this particular t-shirt, I'm curious to see where it will go. So stay tuned, everybody. The t-shirt Chronicle will continue. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. And the T-shirt chronicle begins. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, but I had to get a, I had to get a segue in there for T-shirts, and uh, kind of worked. It didn't really work because we had yeah. the little sting well. in the middle here. But uh, hey, guys, the T-shirt is finally here. The cross rip. Uh, maybe annual. I don't know if it's going to be annual. This is the first cross rip t-shirt that's going to help us keep the lights on around here. Uh, you know, you may have noticed that the sponsors are gone, but at the very beginning of the episode, we started pleading with you to purchase a t-shirt. And that's because what we're going to do as opposed to spending time trying to get advertisers and, and maintaining that, um, you know, if, if you guys want to hear the podcast, if you want to help us in some way, uh, buying a t-shirt is the way to do it. If you pick up a t-shirt, then all of those proceeds go to keeping the server running and keeping Chris and I, uh, you know, fed. Not really. Uh, really. It keeps the server running. It just keeps the server running, basically. (laughs) We got to pay those those sweet server fees. So um, it is amazing. It has artwork on the front by Dapper Dan Shoning. Uh, very Blues Brothers inspired, if you haven't seen it. It's uh, exactly Mm -hmm. like the one that Matt Guitar Murphy wears. That's... Uh, uh, we love you, Dan. I love that I went to you and I was like, um, I'm thinking about Matt Guitar Murphy's shirt from Blues Brothers, but it's like Chris and I and Dan's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Let me do that. <laughs> and, you know, he was so excited. So um, so go pick it up. Uh, it is available on GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop. Uh, and that takes you to the Etsy store where we've set up. It should be easy peasy. You can pay on Apple Pay, PayPal credit card layaway uh smoke signals anything and everything you should be able to pay they ship internationally which we did sell one to australia and i have not heard if he's received it yet but i'm hoping that that goes smoothly too so 
Um, anybody and everybody, it sounds like you are good to go. If you want a cross rib t-shirt, it's, it's pretty cool. Have I, I need to send you one, Chris, you still don't have yours. I got the, I got the first printing and I've got a second one here for you that I got to send, but how do, how do you feel being well, on a t-shirt? How do you feel about your, your, uh, mug being on, on everybody's chest out there in this here world oh, I, of ours? immediately uh slapped the art up on my uh as my profile picture on yeah on it's facebook nice there. thanks dan yeah, it's a good one it's um no it's it's fantastic uh it's a really good piece of art i think honestly now if you and i follow through on our threat to go to dragon con we should at least for one day cosplay that t-shirt <laughs> that is so inside baseball it really yeah i mean uh, it is it's uh it's inside baseball, which is kind of what we were hoping for. I, I'm always a big fan of those nerd shirts that a lot of people don't know are nerd shirts. Now, on the back, we do have the logo of, of the podcast just because we, we did want to make sure that everybody knew that it was the crossroads. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but yeah, if you look at that on the front, you kind of go, Blues Brothers, huh? And then you can be like, no, podcast about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> and then you feel super cool. That's right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dan Dan really knocked it out of the park. It's it's uh, it's great artwork. And oh, speaking of Dan, he's starting his um, what does he call it? Inktober. I think it's it's like a thing that they've started doing on social media. But Dan calls it something else, doesn't he? Was it posted? But he no. does posted sketches. But I thought he had a name for it. I'm sorry, Dan. This is this is I'll all spur it. of the moment. It's here. It's got to be here. Yeah, it's got to be so here. What Dan does is uh, leading up to Halloween, he starts doing his posted sketches of ghosts and goblins and monsters, and uh, it's it's very cool. Uh, if you're following him on Twitter, if you're following him on Instagram, which you should be doing anyway, uh, you will be seeing uh, all of his uh, his posts on a daily basis. Last last year, he he hit a ton. He got like the Rogues Gallery yeah. of Extreme Ghostbusters and couple of my favorites from uh, uh, real ghostbusters and he seems to be referring to it as halloween post-its halloween post-its okay so you know now that and, now uh, that we are in october it has begun yeah you should you should go anyways uh because what he does is uh he puts a collage of previous years in their entirety together um so what am i looking here 2015 yeah oh good one uh a cartoon witch that I should know and don't. Um, is that Jeepers Creepers? Possibly. Uh, Angus from ACDC. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, the Black Flash. Uh, that demon face from uh, Exorcist. The Twins from The Shining. Uh, the original uh, Tim Curry It. Boy, it's just... How did I wonder how Angus from ACDC fit into that? I don't quite remember. How it's is like, it is it something he wears on stage, or is it a cover that he did? But he had plastic devil horns on. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe and that's, that's kind of what he's done. It's him with the devil horns, and you can see a little bit of a devil's tail coming up behind it. So that was all right. That was his rational team. Devil Wolf, Angus. A uh, little shop of horrors, Uncle Fester. Uh, boy, that's like. That one's fantastic. It's yeah. the it's the pumpkin mask from uh, Halloween three. Oh man, the silver shamrock uh, Halloween mask as it's like imploding and the uh, the snakes and bugs are coming out. It's pretty. Uh, I'm curious to see what he does this year, especially knowing that there's a lot of stuff coming out this October, like the new It. So I'm I'm sure he'll do a new Pennywise and yeah, uh, it's just Stranger really, Things and yeah. The best part about it is he lets his mind wander, and by the end you have thirty, a real 
like a 30 day sampling of how broad spectrum yeah. horror is. Like you don't think about it. And then he draws 30 days and you realize this is just the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. And not only that, it's, it's like so varied zombie, Michael Jackson, uh, the ghost hitchhikers from, um, from the haunted mansion, from, di- from the haunted yeah. mansion. Uh, what's his name's, uh, uh, Doug, um, Help me out here. Skinny guy, makeup, Benicio Del Toro, Doug. Oh, Doug Jones. Doug, Doug, Doug Jones, thank yes. you. That uh, zombie he played in Witches. So he yeah. didn't do the Witches, but he did Doug but he did that, zombie yeah. from oh, the that's Witches. Funny. Uh, the ghosts uh, from um, Mario. Man, deep, oh, deep like, cuts here from Dan. That's, super ones. Yeah. Like, there's ones that I'm looking at, I'm like, I know what that is. I've seen it, and I cannot remember what it's from. It's just crazy. Yeah. And like I said, that's 30 days. It's just yeah. a mere 30 days. I wonder how much of it is spur of the moment or if he maps out like, okay, I got to have 30 this year again. What am I going to do? Uh, I don't know. Well, if only we had a way to ask him, like say in a podcast, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan, what do you do, Dan? Well, maybe the maybe the Yes Have Some guys can ask him because I heard that they're going to have him on and he's going to talk about oh. uh, horror films. Oh, wait. So, oh, hmm? My Tanaka sense is tingling. <laughs> Michael has the answer and is writing in now. <laughs> You know, and just because we're we're exactly we're throwing ding middle episode, it's amazing. How does he do that? Years later, we find out he's bugged our houses. It really, yeah. I have one of those cool like stock ticker tapes in the middle of the podcast room where it's like, oh yeah, oh here, okay. Michael says. <laughs> uh, and just because we like, uh, well, tis the season, uh, and we're giving a shout out to Dan and his Halloween fun, uh, never a bad time to name drop, uh, Dinosaur Dracula either. Yes. Um, oh yeah. He started two or three weeks back. Like he, he Halloween's hard. And <laughs> he, he Halloween's uh, year round. That's. <laughs> well, to be fair, there's an argument you made that he Halloween's year round, but he puts it up to 11. He 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 pulls a Christmas with Halloween in that September starts, and he ramps it up, and he goes for like two months straight, <laughs> like a sixth of a year is just nothing but Halloween stuff, which I love because I mean you're you live in the states, so you encounter this stuff. Um, I live in Canada, so our how do I put this? We don't get a deluge of. Halloween this, pumpkin spice that. Do you know what I mean? Like, we get a little bit. Yeah, you guys get but, some of it, though. I, I think but, not but not as much as us. Yeah, get museum full every year. <laughs> and most of it exclusive, as in, you will not see this next year. Like, right. we made it this year. It will not be around next year. And what I love about Dinosaur Dracula is he picks that stuff up all the time. Oh, yeah, and he documents it, and it's there. Documents it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, at, at Dinosaur Dracula on Twitter, at Dapper Pomade for Dan. Yep, Dapper Pomade, and, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. retweet them. I mean, if you follow yeah, Proton yeah. Charging or Ghostbusters you HQ, can, you we'll, can find them. Yeah, we'll make sure easy. that we boost Dan's signal. So, um, oh, 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 and, uh, speaking of which, I should, uh, this kind of goes back to our earlier thing. It's not part of the efficient helping out, but, uh, every year there is a subscription class at Zombie Pumpkins. 
that you get it and it opens up the entire library of pumpkin stencils that he makes. Oh. Uh, and part of the money goes to charity. So that's a good one to shout out too. If if you've never and the the reason I will mention here is not just merely Halloween. He's up to like nine or ten Ghostbusters stencils. Oh now. man, I didn't know that. Wow. He's done the guys. He did the two terror dogs. He did uh, Gozer. Uh, who else has he done? Slimer, Stay Puffed. I'm sure a no ghost logo, right? He has to have done a a Moogly. No, no, I don't know that he's done. Oh, a maybe this, that's yet. this year's, but. And always good and if it I'm, goes to charity yeah. too, like you know yeah. the Massachusetts guys with their lifeguard pin and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not uh, it's it's well to be honest, it's not that much, and you get an unlimited year round access to it. You're kind of like, well, what do I need it for? Well, he actually does some other ones for the rest of the year, so that you know, come June, you can grab a watermelon and like just impress the hell out of people yeah. by carving a a summary. <laughs> design into a watermelon but um yeah the ghostbuster stuff is amazing uh some of it's exclusive locked behind this uh higher level subscription um i use them every year not even just for the ghostbuster stuff uh this year um i had a little guy he stands about a foot and a half tall that home depot is selling and he's a little skeleton dude a little <laughs> i don't know it sounds horrible, but imagine a cute roly-poly kid in a, a skeleton costume, like a black bodysuit with skeleton okay. on it. Okay, all right. Right, roly-poly. Then lop his head off. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a oh little, no. The kid oh in no. my imagination, what have you done to him? <laughs> well, in order to... <laughs> I've painted a little mind picture, a horrible one, to try to explain to you what I... It's a little platform where you put the pumpkin. So oh, you have oh, a little body okay. for the pumpkin. Gotcha. All right. Uh, and then I went to Home Depot this year. I was supposed to be shopping for, uh, my new office and I did technically. Uh, I also walked out with an armful of Halloween stuff and they had, uh, two guys to match with them. So they had a little Frankenstein body and a little, um, uh, mummy. Yeah, but that's what it is. Mummy. So skeleton, mummy, and Frankenstein. I'm going to be using, uh, zombie pumpkins to carve matching heads for them. Oh, no, the trio will sit out, out front. Two terror dogs and a gozer. That would be my yeah. vote. But I may have to, I may have to make that one though. Yeah, but uh, I guess that's, that's true. That's a good one. Anyway, anyways, yeah. So anyways, uh, check check those out. Uh, all three of those excellent suggestions. We're gonna, we're gonna have a whole bunch of other suggestions for you guys at the end of the episode as well. There's there's just so much cool stuff happening because it's Halloween. We'll try to keep mm-hmm. keep you up to date on it. Uh, in the meantime, let's see. We do have a few. Uh, Ghostbuster specific things. Let's talk about this Metro News article, Chris. This it had yeah. a very deceptive headline, which maybe I don't know that we need to talk about. But uh, I, th- I think they lured people in with Dan Aykroyd announces new brand of vodka or something like that. And I was like, oh, oh, that's interesting. But that's not yes. what it was at all. <laughs> no, all they wanted was at the top somewhere to say Crystal Head Vodka Aurora. Right. I think it's actually technically Crystal Head Aurora. Aurora yeah. Uh, but but the article doesn't really talk about that. It does get into At as all. as other articles <laughs> have oops have often done. Um, you know, it gets into his movies and and his past and of course Ghostbusters. And so um, there were a few few sort of uh, good discussion points in here. A lot of stuff, you know, just kind of fluffy for whatever Metro News was trying to get out that day. I don't know. 
But uh, so here's a couple of their questions and here's uh, Ackroyd's answers. And then Chris, you and I can discuss them. Uh, so Metro says, what are you most grateful for career wise? And Ackroyd says, the people that I worked with, director, producer, Ivan Reitman, Steven Spielberg, John Landis, Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, Jessica Tandy, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Julianne Moore, Laura Linney, Gillian Anderson, Belushi in his time. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Ackroyd really has become that Kevin Bacon that you can, you can't get to six degrees before you've hit somebody that he's worked with. Uh, so uh, in, interesting. I loved, I love that question. So I thought we would include that. Um, but here's, here's the ones that really got me, which of your characters do you relate to the most? And I figured I, I was, my heart of hearts said he was going to be Ray Stance. Like that's, I wrote myself into a movie with my obsession with the paranormal, uh, the yeah. occult. I, I knew he was going to say Ghostbusters, but he says Coneheads. <laughs> um, and yeah. his reasoning was b- behind saying Coneheads he says, Coneheads, no doubt about it. I feel alien. I relate to that sense of alienation and isolation in a vicious and violent world. I also relate to the higher power of the alien to try to use that for the better. Dan, Dan, I don't know what that last sentence means. I I, I understand. Okay, so the power of the alien... No, I don't understand it. I think we need, <laughs> I think we need him to explain this to us. Um, but so yeah, anyway, uh, Dan's a conehead. He's not a ghostbuster. Um, and then of course they ask, what did you think about the all female ghostbusters? He says, I thought it was great. The women were fantastic. The comedy solid. I think it just cost too much. The director did not take advice from Ivan or myself. It's too bad because I'd say there's less chance of doing another live action one now. Their follow-up question is, so you don't think there's a future for the franchise? And he responds, well, there's a future. It's so strong, but I don't see Sony writing a check for the next couple of years. <sighs> so these are very similar to the comments that he made before, Chris, the, where he joked about Paul Feig not being allowed back into the studio. Um, and we, we talked about it when that happened, but... This one here, when he says that he doesn't see Sony writing a check for the next couple of years, and knowing that there have been a few places now that have really dissected the financials on Ghostbusters 2016, um, is this a little bit of a revealing factor? Is this something that's kind of telling us, you know, maybe they're a little hesitant to finance however many millions of dollars it would take to do whatever the next live action film is. And that's maybe why they're focusing on the animated film as of right now. It's, it's a little more feasible. Do you get that sense too? He's, is he tilting the cards a little bit to us? Uh, maybe. Although there's been a few times over the last few years where it's like Dan goes, a, and you know, shortly thereafter somebody steps out and says, there's no way it's a, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, this or, is very true. This is very true. We talked about A along with B and C. We didn't agree on any of them. You know, stuff like that. Dan has his own mind. Dan has his own uh, opinions on things. I don't, I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel like a tilt since it feels so much like just kind of common sense, right? Like, yeah. it came out of a tumultuous release. Uh you know, do you double down? Probably not so much, especially since Sony's kind of struggling. Yeah, Sony's. Been, it's not like the year has gotten better for it. So, 
at the end of the day, it's like, will they double down with another, you know, because even if it was like, okay, fine, we'll do a Deadpool Ghostbusters. Oh, it's still 60 million. You got to cough up. That's, you know, not chump change. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I just, I figured that maybe, I, maybe the studio was a little more bullish. Maybe, maybe that was just my optimistic view. My race dance view on life uh, is that I thought maybe the studio was, okay, look, we got that out of the way. No ghost logos out there. Halloween, we're selling all the merchandise that we wanted to be selling. Um, yeah, sure. You know, maybe this one won't carry a hundred million dollar price tag, but um, I don't know. They're, they're, the hesitation for them investing in it, that that seems odd to me, especially you know, like Ghost Core exists and we know that they're developing projects and we know that they're working on stuff behind the scenes. Um, but th- this was just a surprising comment. I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, it may also have been knee-jerk, too. Like, Yeah, that's true. You know, he's trying to get people excited about the product he's selling, and definitely... <laughs> well, because here's what it comes down to. It's true. It's a Crystal Head Aurora interview, too. It's not a Ghostbusters, a filmmaking interview. Yeah. But anybody will tell you these days, you don't need in-depth. You just need the name out there. So how do you guarantee these days that the name of your product gets out there? Well, you know, throw in some good quotes off the cuff about stuff that you know will get printed. You and I talked about this before. Something even vaguely spicy about Ghostbusters will absolutely get printed. Yeah. So flies to fly paper. But so, uh, so at any rate that, and, and it worked, you know, here we are, we're talking about, this was an interview in an article that was supposed to be telling us about (laughs) Crystal Head Aurora. And we're talking about the Ghostbusters content. So it makes, makes sense. It's still working. Um, well, you know, it'd be, it'd work better if they were paying us well, to talk about the smooth taste of Crystal of Head Crystal. Aurora, <sighs> which is basically made almost identical to Crystal Head, but they use only the finest <laughs> British wheat, which begs the, a question I have. Dan, it's still being produced in Newfoundland, which is in Canada. You know what we got a lot of in Canada, Dan? Mm, wheat, I wheat. would imagine. Yeah, why Pretty are you not using wheat. Canadian? Okay. Uh, we we have so many grains to choose from. There's a subsection of whiskey made out of just the shit we grow in like Manitoba, okay? Like mm, Manitoba like, moonshine. Mm, yeah. Well, or rye, one or the other. <laughs> but um the other thing I noticed is I was I was intrigued by his name dropping of a uh a martini that he said it was his favorite, which I, and I was like, well, I must know more. Uh, it's his, it's his go-to. I, I went searching for the recipe and what I found instead was, uh, a crystal head vodka 2013 uh-huh. interview in which he named, name dropped the exact same, the, a long Island railroad. Oh yeah. I saw that. that was the very first question. Bar martini. Um, now, he didn't uh, elaborate on that, but then in this earlier one, uh, let's see here. He says, well, I like it in a shot glass with a little lime slice. That's very nice. This is, we've heard that before. He's He loves how clear and pure, you know, Crystal Head is, and it is very smooth. Uh, but I do like a classic Long Island Railroad 1955 bar car martini. That would be what a Madison Avenue executive, this is what uh, fictional John Hamm <laughs> would get at 11.30 in the morning coming into the Long Island Railroad in 1955, served to him in an aluminum an, uh, an aluminum falcon, uh, an aluminum bar car by a white-jacketed waiter. And that would be, all right, get your pencils out, kids, okay. two, o- two ounces, 
And then he says, well, if he's, if he's going heavy, two ounces of crystal head, a splash of vermouth, splash of olive juice, three olives, and a pearl onion. Hmm. He lost now me at the vermouth. A, yeah. Now that is a classic cocktail. There's no citrus called for in that cocktail. So why work with a vodka that has a load of citrus oil in it? Now, Ooh. remember at the beginning, he did say he likes uh, a shot of vodka with a lime slice in it, but... Well, you know, well, he's got to appeal to both the uh, the dirty martini and the citrus martini crowd. So <laughs> that is yes, by that is by its very definition a dirty martini. Yes, that is, uh, yeah. Wow, uh, that is all right. Well, so there, add add that one to the Ghostbusters book, and we'll call that Dan's go to. Um, what what should we call that though? Uh, well, the railroad. <laughs> there's got to be something about the rail car. Uh, the yeah, Van, Van Horn it. Transit or something. Exactly. Like, that. like yeah. take it from Ghostbusters Two. How would I tweak it? I wonder. The pneumatic. Something about pneumatic transit. The new. I don't know. <laughs> what instead, anyway. instead of shaking it, you stick a straw in and blow bubbles <laughs> through it. Like I don't. Like I don't know. I'll th- I'll work on it. Sorry, Van I Horn pneumatic it. transit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just have an entire episode where we Winston yell. Uh, I love it. <laughs> no, now you made me want to become a filmmaker just so I can replace the uh, Wilhelm scream with uh, a Winston scream. With Winston screaming. Oh, man. I got in so much That's... trouble in a college class one time because the teacher was freaking out and we were leaving for the holiday. And all of a sudden, I went and did a Winston. Ah, 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 and, and she was like, Excuse me, what is that? I'm like, Winston Zedmore, Your Honor. And then I got in trouble for being a smartass. But wow. anyway, University, you was a jerk. I was. I was. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, also, I, I really want to turn it into like a. Uh, ringtone now or something oh oh that's a great ringtone if we can That'd isolate be a really that good ringtone. totally totally yeah and they'd be okay with the train in the background even yeah yeah just winston yelling i love that that's one of those <laughs> tiny things i love anyway um all right so let's let's put a let's put a button here a spooky button <laughs> sorry huh. you'd have to cut it in with ah, and then you'd have to add because it's going to ring again right yeah ah, <laughs> take Take a breath, Ernie. Take a breath, Ernie. (laughs) All right. Uh, And I I love every time he tells that story. Is like they told me they were going to put something cool in there and really terrifying and frightening, and they didn't. And I'm like, ah, sorry, Ernie. Uh, Anyways, you're supposed to understand Hollywood by that point, (laughs) right? He was there for a while already. You know, you know, Ernie. Anyway, uh, all right. So last last little button for the the Dan uh, interview, so we can move on. Uh, they asked, uh, do you believe in ghosts? And he says, I do. Well, I believe in entities that are still here that haven't crossed over. I believe in the afterlife. I believe in the survival of consciousness after death that you can reach back to those who love you and you can summon them. Uh, just, I wanted to get that spooky note in there, knowing that we're talking about Halloween. Go check out history of ghosts. That's he talks about mediumship and communicating with the other side. And, uh, it's, it's very well steeped in his family's, uh, lore. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad he got that in again, talking about crystal head Aurora, but anyway, so, all right, it's come at last, Chris, we need to talk mm. about, uh, the auction, the, the, <sighs> <laughs> the auction where the price tag was so high that uh-huh. even Chris Hardwick was like too rich for my blood. I I can't uh, yeah. I can't jump into that. 
so the uh, the Venkman flight suits, we had mentioned them, I don't know, two or three weeks ago on the podcast. Okay. We did. And we should reiterate the bit that we brought up previously, which was a few suits have sold over the years. Yes. I think uh, one of Ray's. Definitely a couple of Harold's uh, Egon of Harold's suits. A couple yeah. of and one of Winston's. And one of the Harold's is a weird mystery, mystery one, because I, I think we talked about its pictures showing up in the insight book, didn't we? Like it's a strange, it's a, it's like a weird amalgamation of the first and second movie that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it sold for a lot of money. So a lot. Yeah. Well, here, here's the reason I brought it up. It sold for what we can now uh, condescendingly put in air quotes as a lot. Cause the, I believe Harold sold for what was it? Eight or nine. It it thousand. I, yeah, I don't think that it pushed into five figures. I think it was still in the four figure range, still in the four figure range of us dollars, which is impressive. Yes. Yes. Until, uh, until now, until now. So, um, so, so there were two, I'm just trying to set you up. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch everybody up. If you, if you didn't hear the previous episode, there was a ghostbusters, one suit, Vankman, Bill Murray, screen worn, uh, and then a Ghostbusters two, similarly Vankman screen used uh, 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 flight suit, and this was also part of an auction. We had surmised maybe that maybe an assistant or a personal assistant, somebody that was close to Bill Murray, was selling off uh, their collectibles from the productions because there was a, a crew watch and and some other uh, you know pr- productiony stuff that only somebody that was close to it would have. So anyway. Uh, the Ghostbusters one suit sold for 35,000 pounds, British pounds. Pounds. So by my not official math, that's like $47,000, almost $50,000, right? Here, you keep talking and I'll, uh, I'll sort it out. Because I think at one point it was two to one because the dollar sucks now, guys. I hate to tell you. I, I, so it's it's got to be at least... Anyway, forty. Yeah, you're right. Forty six thousand eight hundred and two as Ooh, of today. Forty six thousand. Okay, so that's that's one suit. That's one costume, and and this is that's that's not that's not that's not pushing into five figures. That's threatening six figures yes, at that point. Yes. Like and and I had seen so that okay so that was the Ghostbusters one suit. The Ghostbusters two suit sold for just a measly twenty five thousand pounds. Which uh, again, doing the math, that's still uh, that's still a pretty hefty chunk of change. It's like 30, 33 and a half. Thirty three and a half. I was gonna say like thirty five, but um, yeah, huge huge amounts here. I know that uh, I saw like Adam Marish said that he bid, and then he he was like, "Well, I'm tapped out after whatever it was twenty five. Um, and, uh, I think Chris Hardwick said something similar. It was like, wow, once that thing pushed 30 grand, I, I was like, I, I don't think I can justify this, but, um, so I wonder who won, who, who ended up with that winning bid because <laughs> that's a huge chunk of change. Anonymous auctions. Um, well, see, this is, I think I've touched on it with you before. Um, there is a level of movie collector and uh, with a slightly smaller subsection subsection of Ghostbusters movie collectors, um, that I can't even say my Venn diagram has crossed over into it. I've spoken to two over the years, and these are gentlemen that reached out to me for a couple of items that I, I owned that they were interested in, and their stuff 
like is just well yeah these are these are your surgeons your you know we 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 do have a few listeners out there that i know you're you're pulling down a pretty sweet paycheck guys i know it's it makes it makes a lot of sense you're doing uh emergency room surgeries and and crazy things that are totally worth that but uh where where were they when i wanted a crew hat huh um (laughs) wait did that that wasn't in my head was it no, oh, well. no, that was out. You, you can edit uh, that, that out. Um, yeah, and this is not a like a, a surprise phenomena. Like I've watched some of the, uh, the what's that? Was it Hollywood Collector or whatever? Was that it? Like one of those reality shows? Yeah. The um, what's the one that we've um, they've they've been selling and we they've popped up over the, quite a bit over the last few years with a few items like Stay Puft Hand and. You know, oh, the, oh, oh, the, the Vigo, yeah, heritage. yeah, yeah. Not not a reality show, but the the like auction house, the sales place. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they had a show. They the the people involved in it did have a, a TLC or something, a quote unquote reality show that f- showed them dealing with this stuff. And I think, oh, that's what it was. In the in the process of doing one of those episodes, they ended up somewhere where there was a Vigo painting. You know, oh. in a, a thing or whatever. Anyways, the point is, is that show highlights that there are people, much like there are art collectors, etc., where the money is at such a level that a a a tier of third party uh, acquisition houses has formed in order, and you know, they build up their clientele, and they keep an eye out for things, and they'll call them and say, "We found a such and such. Are you interested?" You know. That's who bought this. There's somebody out there that has. I was going to say a basement, but that's 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 what we aspire to have is our little basement museum, like Secret Studio North, etc. Sure. Yeah. This is a level of person that has a warehouse somewhere on the property they own that is nothing. You know, they go out every once in a while and they flip the switch and the the overhead fluorescent lights turn on. You know, for the you know twenty seven thousand square foot, you know, uh, the Jay Leno garage of yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that you know contains at least one James Bond car and et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, so that's what this was. This is somebody that has that space, and they have the lit glass cabinet that now has <laughs> Venkman's flight suit sitting into it next to who knows what, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, a, I don't know, a piece of the the monster from, you know, the thing from outer space or whatever. Like it's just, this is a place that <laughs> Secret Studio North eh, marginally falls under the overhead of my home insurance. These guys have to take out an entirely separate insurance clause on on just the room they have because <laughs> it is millions of dollars worth of collecting. Yeah, they have their their prized collection. Uh... I don't know. Congratulations to Elon Musk, I guess is what I'm saying. It has to be somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, because you know he's a Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, he totally well, has he, to. He's got his like Museum of Science somewhere that's his personal inspiration pad or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know that we'll ever know, too, because I know um, a couple of the items that have sold over the years. Uh, a couple popped up again in another auction. But sometimes they just disappear into the void and we never hear of them, right? Like yeah. they just, they, 
they went somewhere into someone's yeah. basement. And they, and they don't disclose who uh, purchased them for a reason, unless that person yeah. wants you to know. So Yeah, that's how, that's why you know Chris Hardwick was involved, because he was talking about it openly yeah. on social media. But, uh, wow. it's <sighs> uh, Anyway, it, it was not in the cards for you or I, I guess is what I'm saying, Chris. We... I, I would have tapped out uh, after like two, three hundred bucks. That's as much as I've got at the moment. <laughs> yes. So, uh, On some of my better years, uh, I would have, you know, tapped out at three grand perhaps. But uh, yeah, we not, uh, uh, and that would have <laughs> that would have required quite a bit of humming and hawing. Let me put, tell you that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk it's, about it's, stuff that we can own. Let's let's not dwell on this. Let's. I love Ghostbusters. But on the other hand, I love my wife. Um, <laughs> I love eating food. Um, That's right. Hmm. My child needs to eat. Mm. Yeah, and uh, no. Anyway, so that's <laughs> that's why we can buy the six-inch uh, action figures from Diamond Select, and here we go. Pretty not not much more than that, <laughs> or, or the 2016 hat. That's about as as high as we go. But uh, so yeah, so let's talk about those really quick. Um, so. Uh, Diamond Select, two weeks ago now, as you're listening to this, they posted a sneak preview of uh, Series 7 of the 6-inch figures. So if you're playing the home game, that is Winston with the Slime Blower, Egon with the Charcoal Suit, and of course, Janos, who is still probably my favorite out of the uh, bunch that they're uh, soliciting. So these will be in stores March of next year, which means Series 6, the Vigo, Ray, and... So it's uh, Vigo, Ray in his charcoal suit, and then Lewis in his Ghostbusters uh, suit from the second movie. Uh, those are still coming for the holidays at some point. I don't think we've actually heard a, an exact release date on those. No. But it uh, makes, makes sense that they will be here before December, because they keep saying qu- quarter four, I think, is their, their boilerplate language. But... Um, I don't know. I think I'm picking up Vigo and Janos definitely. And I don't know outside of that. If I'm picking, are you picking any of the other ones up? Are you going to do the whole diorama? Yeah, I'm debating that one. I really am. It's I mean, really cool. I like, it's very cool. Um, but now I'm, I'm, I, I am functionally sitting at the point where I have a Lego firehouse. I need to sit down and build in, in display somewhere. Uh, my son got the Playmobil firehouse <laughs> for his birthday. He had a lot of firehouses. There's a lot of firehouses going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. That's that's one of those ones. And again, it's very rare that we get Ghostbusters 2 figures. It's going to be even rarer when those real Ghostbusters figures are, are announced and whatever those end up being. Um, yeah. So I, I think I want to save my money for the the real Ghostbusters figures. I do really like the charcoal suits. I don't, I've always been partial to the charcoal suits from the second movie, but um, yeah. it's just, it's hard, especially with the Mattel figures. It's like, well, I bought those variants and then I've, I've got a lot of variants of the guys now. Um, if I can just start getting like, like Janosch, that's one of those ones hands Janos down. Janosch should be, yeah. I'm, I'm purchasing a Janosch or two or three or four. I don't know, but uh yeah i don't know about the other ones yet so we'll see i i may be swayed i mean it it will end up being like with the last series where i'm like i don't think i'm gonna buy these and now i own how many over there on the shelf like five six of them but uh i don't know we'll see but uh for those of you who are going to collect them all i would imagine you're you're chomping at the bit you're ready for these so uh get ready for march of next year that's that's series seven i was about to say five it seems like we were. It seems like just yesterday we were talking about series four and five, but 
We're on seven. Um, <laughs> where does the time go? Uh, let's know. see. We've got more merch news, Halloween uh, stuff. Target's got a whole bunch of infant and toddler t-shirts if you haven't seen them. Uh, they also have some uh, rompers for the ladies that look like the flight suit and stay puffed. Those are really cool. Um, but everybody is talking about Loot Crate. And Chris, you're going to have to kind of correct me on this one because I I had thought that they were going to put merchandise into this month's Loot Crate box but it looks like this windbreaker that looks like the flight suit and has the Ghostbusters logo on the back. Uh, that's from their wearables collection. That's like loot wearer. What, what is this one? <laughs> yeah. My understanding, I will stand corrected, but my understanding is that loot crate, they've diversified over the years. So the concept was get a loot crate every month. You get a box and it's got stuff in it. It's a crate. It's a box crate with loot. And then somewhere along the line, they started doing like, what the mega loots or the mega crates or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, XL which or are something. The, yeah. yeah, there's these one-offs that, again, it's a crate. It's a box, but it's filled with bigger, more expensive stuff. And actually really expensive stuff sometimes. It's quite impressive. But I guess somewhere along the line, they also then started something called loot, loot wear. And what that amounts to is a monthly exclusive piece of clothing that you can buy. They will make it that month and then it's over. And my understanding is, is that in addition to the October, the spooky October, uh, loot crate, it's a crate with loot in it. It's a box. Um, <laughs> there'll be some ghostbusters stuff, um, which I believe ghost course. I was, you know, some of it was exclusive. So I don't know what that means exactly. So I'm intrigued. More other Ghostbusters stuff possibly in the box. Okay. Got yes. It. And, you know, so could be cool because one of the things uh, on the Loot Crate site they had, did you see that image they had of the five Ghostbusters logos that were vaguely, oh, put it, like retro 80s yeah, sort kind, of? Kind of like the ones that we've been seeing, like Ghost Corps posting up that, uh, and I'm blanking on the name of the designer. He does some really great. Yeah sort of like artistic interpretations of things like back to school. They did one and yeah, St. These Patrick's were, day. These had a real eighties airbrush neon vibe to them sort of thing. If you, if you follow what I'm trying to evoke there. Um, so who knows? I'm hoping those play into it. Like maybe, I don't know, stickers, stickers Man, or patches awesome. or yeah. But uh, then separate from it is the loot wear, which is this fantastic uh, windbreaker modeled after the jumpsuits you know, has the logo on the shoulder and, you know, a uh, name on the, the, I don't know what the name is. We can't tell from the yeah, picture. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's a very new one. contrasty one. Oh, but yeah. yeah, there is a new photo that, that Ghost Core just posted today, today as we record this. But, it shows it. but anyways, uh, yeah, my understanding is that is separate uh, and, and it's available to both UK and North American loot crate uh, shoppers. Excellent. But yeah, but it is not, as I understand it, I stand corrected. If somebody wants to correct me, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> it's not part of the October. So it can be purchased separately. Yes. And, and it makes sense, you know, uh, as we record this, it is not quite yet October, but by the time you listen to this, it will be. So it uh, should be up for sale. It's the most wonder. Oh, I as, did that already. I'm as sorry. As Chris already had, had sank to you earlier. Uh, but we don't know price yet either, right? I would imagine it's probably going to be like 40 or $50, being that it's like a windbreaker and it's a limited edition. It's and Exclusive. Yeah. yeah. It's probably going to be, uh, you know, somewhere around there, like a, a limited edition uh, sweatshirt kind of price tag would be my guess. So check check yeah. that out. It uh, looks like it's going to be really cool. 
Um, shoot. Okay, we're almost at the hour mark. I'm going to do some rapid fire. Are you ready? Here we go. <clears throat> uh, congratulations to Haida Park. Uh, the Ghostbusters 5D ride was given the European Star Award for the best new ride. Trio Tech Woo-hoo. took home several awards, including one for their Ninjago Dark Ride. Um, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that this expands. I, I really, I'd love to go to Germany. I really want to visit Haida Park, but I'm hoping that maybe one of these comes stateside or... Canada or Mexico or, you know, whatever is in the cards for these Sony installations. Bring it closer to us, please. Geistjager is good, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Order nine. Um, so, uh, Kate McKinnon, speaking of winning uh, awards, she won an Emmy two weeks ago. We talked about this about this time last year, too. This is her second Emmy win. Uh, very well deserved. Love Kate McKinnon. Um, SNL huge winner at the Emmys this year. Alec Baldwin yes. won the uh, the writing staff won their director, their longtime director won uh, for all of his work. They, I mean, they're just killing it. Political seasons, uh, Saturday Night Live always seems to shine, and uh, this is no exception. So they were lauded for their work there. Um, and then here's what I wanted Sat- to do: Saturday or satire day? Satire. Uh, See wordplay, you wordsmith, yep. you. I'm not that tired. <laughs> um, all right, but here's why I wanted to rapid fire because we have a lot of great fan stuff that's happening, and I, I want to make sure that we boost the signals for you guys out there that you've got cool stuff that you're working on, uh, charities that you're doing work for, um, fan art and and pieces that you are trying to sell. Um, so I want to make sure that we get some some fan news in here. Uh, Ghostbusters Station Six. This is a fan film. Uh, they just posted their trailer out there. Uh, they've they've done a lot of really great marketing. They've posted sort of vignettes of all of the different characters. Um, they they really seem to be taking a page from the the Hank Braxton school of fan filmmaking. They've built the whole world. They've built the characters. They're really promoting things out there, and it's it's really cool. So check that out at Ghostbusters Web on the Twitters. Um, and I think the, the series is supposed to launch very soon, but the trailer is, is intriguing and all of the, the character vignettes that they've done are, are cool too. Um, Laszlo Panaflex, uh, that might be a name that's familiar to you guys because a couple weeks ago he provided us with the audio for, uh, the sky special where we had all of the, the four new ghostbusters being, uh, interviewed about the, the movie airing on sky. Uh, but he has, um, it's, it's actually a really cool idea. He's created an original soundtrack to the Who Killed Laura Parr um, short story that Tristan did back, boy, it's been two years now? Three years? Uh, two, two years, years I think. Yeah. In, in one of the Ghostbusters annuals. I think it was two years ago now at this point. But um, but a really cool, uh, very Tristan Jones style uh, noir story. And yeah. uh, so what Laszlo has done is he's created a soundtrack for that. Um, he's, he's a great musician and yep. so, yeah. and he definitely followed the, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission because, uh, <laughs> Tristan was surprised as old hell on Twitter <laughs> when it came out happily, but he, well, yeah. But, yeah. And, and knowing that Tristan is a guy who loves film scores and film music, I oh, think yeah. he was probably tickled by it that somebody was inspired to do this. So absolutely. But this literally came out of like nowhere. Yeah. What, where, who, um, so, but absolutely what, amazing. Here's here's my suggestion, and this is what I would like to do. I'm going to pull my Ghostbusters hardcover out and uh, throw this on on the background and and listen to 
the music while I'm reading that story and see if I can kind of get in that same mindset that Laszlo was in. So uh, check that out. That's at Ghostbusters Scores. There's two S's in there. So Ghostbusters Scores dot bandcamp dot com uh, and you can listen to laszlo's work there uh last but certainly not least ecto crank um guys ecto crank i think we mentioned him oh man it's been it's been a while now because what he had done is he started doing these mixtapes he called them the ecto crank mixtapes he did one for the first movie the second movie extreme ghostbusters uh, just, you know, a fun little 10, 15 minute mix of all of his favorite moments from the scores and the soundtracks and had put those together. They were really fun. Um, but he has now ventured into the realm of designing pins and patches and stickers, um, kind of you know, taking a cue from proton pins and coming up with, with some really cool designs. He's got Vigo wearing sunglasses. Uh, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, but he just designed a pumpkin no ghost logo patch that by my observation sold out instantaneously. Cause I saw it this morning and I was like, Oh my God, that's cool. Oh, I'll, I'll order that tonight. I went back, sold out. He sold out of those faster than I think he anticipated. Uh, sort of. He mentioned when somebody, uh, asked about it, he did say they were sold out, but he had started like earlier in the month selling them. Oh, it, okay. it wasn't an overnight thing. It just so happened that in the last few days, it just the, happened to sort of the pop Welsh up on Ghostbusters, the uh, you know, myself on proton charging, a couple other places saw it, went, oh, amazing. And like retweeted it. And then it sort of went, and I, I'll admit I contributed to that, that, uh, that, uh, stock drain. I wanted one. I wanted one really badly. <laughs> I can't afford a jumpsuit. I have to get a patch. I have to get a patch. And and yep. all of these custom patches are always really cool. Especially when you get like when you see the ones that they have hanging on the wall at Ghost Core and you see all of the yeah. different franchises and all of the like uh like Chogren's uh designs, like all of those cool like variations that I'm sure Michael Gross would absolutely adore. Um yeah. just just really cool to see those. And uh, this particular again tis the season as we have been saying this entire podcast uh so i think very well timed for him to have done a pumpkin one but uh yeah ecto crank uh he's on uh, at ecto crank on instagram and twitter uh and and even just you know if you're not buying his wares he's posting a lot of really cool content and and funny things uh he's he's made a, a presence for himself uh virtually overnight it seems because uh I, I saw him on Instagram. I'm like, oh, Ecto Crank, that's cool. Oh, his mixtape is pretty cool. Oh my God, he's got like four million followers now. Like he's he's really blown up. So uh, check check out Mr. Ecto Crank. Um, and I think that is it. Did the rapid fire work? Yes, we are just over an hour. Whew, we got it. We got it Whew. all. In. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters! Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. (laughs) 
feel all right? I feel good. I feel all right. Na 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 na. So good. Oh man. Mm, mm, the, I, the, mm, Charles, do you know Charles mm, Bradley? Mm, 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 mm. I don't know. What? I don't know how widespread Charles Bradley was as a performer, but he Charles Bradley was a soul musician. Started out as a a James Brown impersonator. He was he was actually yeah. homeless and then started out as a James Brown impersonator. Uh, but he he just passed away this past week, and it was really sad. He was only sixty nine. I want to say sixty seven. Yeah. Anyway, the James Brown singing made reminded yeah. me. There's a really great documentary about him uh, on iTunes. Uh, if, if you're interested out there. A little, a little young, but it's worse things to have happen than, you know, actually have your career take off. You know, yeah. I think he got two albums out. He got like two he albums had. out and he was doing, he, I saw him here in Los Angeles. He was touring and, uh, yeah. but you know, had found success, uh, far, I mean, later in his life, I think he worked at a steel mill or something before he started being a James Brown impersonator and, and, and got plucked by some, talent agent who was like why are you you have unbelievable talent why are you wasting it being an impersonator at some you know desert casino somewhere uh so yeah anyway uh that the uh i got you or no i feel good that uh that triggered it i don't even know why we're talking about but hey welcome (laughs) to the end of the episode if it's not apparent uh i am very very tired uh so chris what what have you got left in the tank tonight um, in searching for something else, uh, the the people who did the auction, they say the Venkman one went for uh, forty two thousand seven hundred pounds. Oh, so those numbers may not have been final then. Those numbers may not have been final, which puts it at uh, fifty seven. Oh man, I was wondering if it was going to break dollars. sixty. Jeez. Yeah. And on top of that, it actually probably would it probably would have uh, will have broken uh, sixty grand when you add on that they take there's a percentage. That's the thing with all auctions is that whatever you bid on it, you then have to pay an additional percentage on oh, top right. to like the auction the bidders or the buyer's fee or whatever the yeah yeah. So somebody Jeez. bought it for well, what did you say? No, that wouldn't account for. Well, it was thirty five. The, the thirty five to forty. Three. No, that's too much to be. That's too much. That's more than twenty percent, isn't it? Yeah, that's way too much. So that that doesn't account for it. So this is uh, this may be the final amount, and then there's a a finder's uh, not finder's auction fee on top of it. Um, but that wasn't my final thought. That was just a thing I stumbled upon. Um, I was going to mention. Uh, uh, you brought up. I was going to say Jillian Holtzman. I was like, no, no, that's the character. She has a name. What is it again? Uh, Kate McKinnon. Uh, Kate McKinnon. Thank you. <laughs> She'll uh, always be Jillian Holtzman in our hearts. Yes. Uh, with her Emmy, the same. Well, there was a. a, a it, it all kind of came at the same time because the she won the Emmy. Um, um, Jones was up for an Emmy as well. Against her, yeah, they were competing against, against each her. other. A number yeah. of a number were on Saturday Night Live. She uh, basically rocked the uh, you know the the fashionista world there, wearing another uh, Christian Siriano. 
outfit. Oh, right. So this yeah. is the guy who dressed her for the premiere and a couple of other things. Yeah. In the wake of, um, hello, I am giant, uh, please dress me, and designers all went, <laughs> and he went, screw you guys. I and gotcha. he did it, and she, yeah. she looked amazing. Uh, so almost immediately in the wake of that, it was announced then that uh, Barbie, so I guess Mattel, is doing a line of... Uh, but that's what it was. Sorry, body positive Barbie dolls, which is stuff they've kind of toyed with over the years. But we're now officially at the point where it's like the Barbie physique is so it is literally seen as bizarre by everybody. So yeah. they're kind of well, now, maybe now's the time maybe to try we figure putting some realistic out. figures in there. Uh, and he's partnering with them. He's going to help uh, come up with the dresses for for these books. Oh, that's cool. So there's, there's, a, there's a trickle-down effect from Ghostbusters to... Uh, to the fashion world to the, I guess, toy industry. That's such yeah. a weird Venn diagram there to kind of put together. Ghostbusters to Patty to, yeah. you know, wearing a dress on the red carpet to that designer getting noticed because he was yeah not an unknown, but he was a lower... Like, he was kind of just getting started. Now he's... And now he's, he's a big deal. Yeah. And I, I mean... his name. Yeah, my wife uh, saw Leslie Jones and I, I heard <laughs> exactly... Wife. Wife. My wife. Uh, she... She... She was like, God. damn. Yeah, well, we're... We're resorting to Borat, so it's hot and I'm tired. And you, <sighs> your wife is not the only person I've heard with a, you know, any sort of following of the world of fashion or a sense of the world of fashion that saw the the the, the photos and went, wow. Yeah. Well, and if you keep up with Leslie on on her Twitter and Instagram, you know she's she's working out, uh, yeah, religiously, and she's really trying to. And I think she even mentioned it in a bit on Weekend Update, you know, that she's like, you know, now I'm push pushing 50 and I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. And you can tell she's she's really trying to get super healthy. And uh, yeah. so, um, yeah, she looked great and the dress looked great. And uh, that's that's awesome. I didn't know that they were tapping uh, that designer for the for the Barbies. That's pretty cool. So they are indeed. There it is. Yeah. So Ghostbusters to Emmys to fashion to Barbies. We've run the gamut. We've done this. <laughs> we've done this for you guys. Uh, so now please buy a t-shirt. That's in, right. In return. Uh, um, hit our site. We, you mentioned that we should uh, uh, revisit the Bill Murray episode. Thank you for the kind words on that one. Um, being that we are now in the middle of the most wonderful time. Uh, the uh, My Halloween mix. The Halloween mix. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. No time. And, you know, maybe. I was going to say, are you planning on doing another one this year? Maybe. Can we get you to commit on the air? Are you going to do one? Yeah, I'll commit. Sure. All right. I've See. already been thinking about it, so why not? You you pulled the uh, guild card earlier in the episode. This is me getting to pull, like, oh, well, you said on the air you were going to do one, so. I, I guess the question comes down to when do we release it? Uh, Halloween is a Wednesday. So uh, we want to release it before it then so people can play it. Two days before or a week and two days before? Mm, well, so you you and I'll talk offline. I feel like yeah. I don't want to push you, but let's let's give <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was asking do it Michael. Today. Michael Tanaka. Michael Tanaka. <laughs> <laughs> it's like listening again. So I expect to get off and there'll be an email from him. Yeah, put it out a week and two days before. That's what he sounds like, by the way. I have no idea. Well, here's here's Michael's... Uh, he, he will send us an email saying, well, the mean average of all Halloween parties is usually between October 26th through the 31st. 
Oh, poor Michael. So Target. <laughs> That's what you get for it's, being, and I mean this in the best sense possible, a complete and total Ghostbusters pedant. Uh, <laughs> if you're going to go that route. <laughs> no. Mike, I mean, I Michael in my head is uh, Data from uh, The Next Generation. That's right. Like, I, he, I feel like I can just ask him anything and I will get the exact you will precise get the exact answer. answer. So. He is... He is the, <laughs> A nerd amongst nerds, yes. and we prince of, I, of men. I tip. I I I bend the knee to the. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Michael. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to this email. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't I've blacked out over this anything. one. I don't know I don't what we said. Yeah, <laughs> I can't recall anything that we seriously needed an answer on. But he will send us one. We will get one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's actually it's a really great way to end a Monday. Because that's yeah, usually how it goes, it Monday really or Tuesday. Like, and well, and it's it's always I'm so flattered that we get the email from him and the voicemails from you guys and the tweets and and just knowing that you're out there listening. Uh, Do it makes, more. Yeah, makes 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 our hearts warm. So uh, and and if you want to be like Michael, you are more than welcome. Hit us up every week on that voicemail uh, because even though we're not able to play them all on the air. Uh, yeah, you, you know, we, we love listening to them. So uh, please, please do that. But um, all right, everybody, uh, again, uh, check out this New York Times article that we're going to post so that you can help out in all of the various regions that need your help around the world right now. Um, and if after doing all of that, you still have a, a couple shekels in your pocket, please buy a T-shirt that will help us out. But far lesser priority, far, far lesser priority. Um, and uh, yeah, until next week, everybody, we'll see you on the other side. Who you going to call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird. Save the world. Please buy a t-shirt. Please buy a t-shirt.